0: Hey, it's Shirley. I'm Munisha from Make it Shine, the money podcast. On today's podcast, are luxury designer bags a good investment? Hermès, Louis Vuitton, Gucci, and more. We've got insights to share on these luxury bags, plus 5 tips to save on your next designer bag purchase. Keep listening to learn more. This is of yeah, I'm Make it Shine. Make it shine.
1: It's all about luxury designer handbags today. And big
0: thanks to our listener, Natasha, for suggesting this topic. <laughs> yes. So great suggestion, Natasha. First of all, I'm an on and off bagaholic. I love looking at beautiful designer handbags of all sizes and shapes. And over the years, I've also bought and sold a few of them. And there's definitely a thrill to the process of acquiring your dream bag. So you've got the whole research process, planning, budgeting phase, and then finally taking the plunge and purchasing your first designer handbag.
1: I know. And for some people, there's not just the first, there's the second or the third or 50 bags. I totally agree with you. (laughs) I do love accessorizing. And I find that there's something about a beautiful bag where on one or two occasions, I, too, have indulged. It can make a huge difference to your outfit.
0: Yeah, and it's not just us. So there's a huge designer bag community out there. On social media, there are fashion influencers that specialize in reviewing designer goods, handbags especially. And there are millions of videos and posts on luxury designer bags. There's videos of people's bag collections, their unboxings, Detailed bag reviews and comparisons—it's a whole industry.
1: I remember the first time you sent me a link to an unboxing video. I couldn't believe it was a thing. I couldn't. <laughs> I could, I was like, who is watching this? Obviously, a lot of people. And a lot
0: of people. Yeah,
1: and the luxury brand companies totally have taken notice of this. Right now, it's part of their own marketing strategy. Right, they send out new designer bags to influencers, and they have them use it and review it and show it to you know all their followers.
0: So on YouTube, you've got Jerusha Couture from Australia, Shay Whitney from the States, Lydia Milan from the UK, Mel in Melbourne. And of course, we got to mention the Canadian YouTubers. There's Mel Sodera and Be Amy. So if you look up any popular designer bag on YouTube, and you'll definitely find a review by at least one of them.
1: And I can see why people love their content. I mean, luxury bags are expensive. However, there's all kinds of entry-level bags that you can buy at some of the brands even then, like the cheapest bag is kind of insane. It's at least $1,500 to $2,000. And it just goes up from there. So you want to make sure you're making the right decision, but also it's like a little bit of voyeuristic activity, right? You're living through somebody else. You're watching them open these beautiful bags that you're saving up for, or you may
0: never afford. That's right. So does it fit all the things you need it to fit? Is the bag strap adjustable? Is it durable? And you want to know things like wear and tear. Um, Does it match your outfit? And if you change your mind, will the resale value hold? So the details these bag reviews go into are amazing. And you don't just watch one of them. And you want to know what other handbag experts think too. So you watch multiple videos. Yeah, I think after a while, I think it also gets addictive. And the
1: bag better be amazing. It better last forever (laughs) because of how much it costs, right? So a report by researchandmarkets.com said that the global luxury handbag market is estimated to be 72 billion US dollars in 2021 and is expected to reach 97 7 billion by 2026. And it's a growing market, actually. And forget female luxury handbags. Men are buying luxury designer bags.
0: They actually make up more than 20% of the market. That's right. And I'm not surprised at all. So, Mintel Research says that the average woman owns nine handbags. It didn't specify they were designer or not. So, I got curious and went through my closet and counted all the bags I own, including my backpack for work. And I was over the average. Okay. So, how many? You have to tell us. <laughs> It's 13. And you know what? I only use three of them regularly. Okay, maybe four. And and no, they're not all designer brands.
1: Yeah, no, I think women have a lot of bags. For me, I'm like a boring person. Like I actually just have the one bag that (laughs) I've had for years. And especially, yeah, yeah. (laughs) especially now that i have a kid i'm like this is a great color nobody nobody will know if it's dirty but you know my mom loves bags i know she's got she's got more than her fair share she's she's probably going to give you some competition there <laughs> and yeah i mean there's also like different types of bags right you've got your tote bag that's going to fit everything you need you have the crossbody just to keep your hands free or clutches like mini bags for an evening i have don't have that many bags honestly the only designer bags i have are bought by my husband but maybe i have a lot to learn because uh it's they all have gone up in price so maybe this is this podcast is where i do some of my education so you mentioned reselling the bags. I know you've made a ton of money that way. I mean, do you think this is something that people commonly think about when they buy a bag?
0: First of all, I have not made a ton of money reselling bags. I've, I've recovered some of the cost. It's all relative. <laughs> but I definitely do think about the price.
1: It gets reinvested yeah, in I more bags. I definitely do
0: think about the resale value. And in fact, that's how I justify paying so much in the first place. Because I change my mind all the time. And if I do change my mind, I want to know that I can resell the bag and recover as much money as possible. Possible. And I really hope the bag appreciates. And that's what makes luxury handbags a great investment. You get to yeah. enjoy the product and you also make money when you no longer want it. Yeah. And there's actually
1: a lot of truth when it comes to the appreciation of prices. But this is only for some luxury bags, right? Not all. So, for instance, the Louis Vuitton Neverfold Medium Size, this is like Louis Vuitton staple items. They've been around for years. This brand of bags has been around for years. And in US dollars, if you bought it in 2007, it would have cost you $650 in 2020 it's almost it's more than doubled in price it will cost you 1500 and right now in 2022 it's actually gone up to $2000 so made if you bought it in 2007 you've made money just by having a bag in 2020
0: And depending on the bag, the brand, the condition of it, you most definitely could use the bag first and then resell it for a profit. Yeah, and it's actually, if you think about it, an inflation-linked asset.
1: So, So there's real estate and then luxury bags, I guess. But yeah, we can't talk about luxury designer bags without talking about the legendary Hermes Birkin bag.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So that bag is named after the English actress Jane Birkin and the Birkin bag is often known as the holy grail of all designer bags. It has no flashy logos on it, it's quite understated, but it's entirely handmade and Hermes bag makers trained for at least five years and each bag takes a minimum of 18 hours of work. It's the most expensive and most difficult bag to purchase. Starting price for a new Birkin is about 10,000 US and the most expensive one on the resale market is the Himalayan Birkin. And that costs over 300000 US. You cannot actually just walk into a store and say, give me one. <laughs> I mean, it's
1: extremely rare that that can happen. So you actually have to build up shopping history with Hermes. You have to have a relationship with the sales associate. It's, it's almost like they're interviewing you yep. and to see if you're serious and you're worthy of the prestige to be associated with this, this brand. And meanwhile, on top of all of this, you're still spending $300,000, yeah.
0: which isn't, like that's not charging change so if you're one of the lucky ones and you are awarded with a bag they bring you into a private area where the sales associate offers you your bag and and not like this has ever happened to me I just watched it on YouTube (laughs) and the bag that you're offered it might not even be the color size or type of leather that you want but then you feel obligated to buy it because it's so hard to get one yeah
1: the thing is that the value of these bags just keeps going up so baghunter.com did a study back in 2016 to compare three different types of investments so gold Number one, which is a popular commodity. The S&P 500 index, which tracks the performance of the top 500 companies listed in the U.S. Stock Exchange. And then number three, the prize of an Hermes Birkin bag.
0: Yeah, so they tracked the historical returns for these three items back 35 years to 1980. So the Birkin was first introduced in 1984, and they compared what these three items are worth 35 years later. And the results were, on average, over the 35-year period, the S&P nominal average return was 11%. All right, so that's not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. And gold's return was about 2%, and the Birkin's return was 14%. Oh my
1: God, that's crazy. You should invest in the Birkin. That should be like your main portfolio. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, that's not all. So there's more to this. The value of the S&P 500 and gold fluctuated a lot during the 35-year period. In its worst performing years, the S&P was down 37%, and gold was down 8%. And in its best performing years, the S&P was up 37%, and gold was up 14%. So with the Birkin, even in the worst performing year, it was still up 2%. And in the best year, it was up 25%. That's
1: why you have to schmooze the sales <laughs> associate so they can award you <laughs> with this great asset. Yeah, definitely everyone buy the Birkin. I mean, joking aside, it's easy to look at historicals and say, obviously, a Birkin's a great investment because it beat gold and it beat the S&P 500. But obviously, looking forward, no one can predict what's going to happen.
0: Also, since it's so difficult to purchase one directly from the store, a lot of people actually turn to the resale market. Yeah, reportedly, the
1: luxury resale market is actually growing four times faster than the original li- luxury market itself. So online retailers like the Real are one of the more popular secondhand luxury sellers. The Louis Vuitton Neverfull Tote that we talked about earlier, that's priced at $2,000. There's actually over 600 of them on the Real Real. And the costs start from $1,000. So if you don't mind that the bag's been owned by somebody, you could actually save a lot of money.
0: Yeah, and the best part, if you change your mind, you could just put it back on the resale market. Yeah. However, the risk of buying secondhand is what if the bag is counterfeit? Oh, right.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah. And then these days, the counterfeits are so good. I mean, you can't even tell the difference if you put the real one and the fake one side by side. One of my friends, he gave his mom a fake Chanel wallet and didn't tell her it was a fake. (laughs) And then his mom started to use it. And soon after, I mean, the zipper broke. So she was going to take it to the Chanel store because she thought it was real and asked him to fix it. But thank God, I mean, something else came up that day and she didn't go, but she told my friend. And he's like, oh my God, you know, completely panicked. (laughs) He's like, you can't go. (laughs)
0: so what did he do did he confess right away oh no he
1: was too far in he's like no i'll take it to get it fixed and then he felt so bad about the whole thing he ended up buying her a new like real chanel one
0: wow so i think he told me about this before actually and he got in trouble from his mom anyways because when she asked him if they replaced it for free and he said no this one is a newer model and it's better so he got in trouble for spending extra money
1: Yeah, never lie to your parents. That's the learning from this. Like, first he lies to her, he buys her a counterfeit item, then he lies about getting fixed, then he has to pay more money to actually fix it. And like, she's still upset. It's just, it's not worth it. Actually, I have an uncle who is obsessed with counterfeits, like, obsessed and every time he comes you know, he travels from India, he comes to Canada, that's like the number one thing he wants to buy or if he goes to China, my god, all he does is buy counterfeits. And He actually gifted one to my mom and he's like this is a real Chanel bag and I, I, I had to tell her, I'm like do not tell people that <laughs> it's obviously fake it's like, it's one of those that wasn't even like a, a little bit fake but I, I think people just love that thrill of, oh wow, this is supposed to be worth 100k but I got it for $10 and you can't tell the difference. There's a lot
0: a bit of thriller. <laughs> so, why are we willing to spend so much on luxury items? I
1: think there's a ton of psychology behind it. I mean, status, right? That's a big factor. If not everyone can afford it and I
0: have it, then, you know, I'm communicating to people that I'm so successful, I'm rich. Right. And these luxury brands have spent millions in communicating the prestige in being associated with their brand. So from the moment you step into the store, everything is immaculate and it's beautiful. The sales associates also dress impeccably and they bring out fancy water right. and they show you the items that you want to see. And sometimes they're wearing gloves when they're presenting the item. Like you get that special one-on-one attention.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and they're commission based, so they're fully incentivized. And you're paying for that whole experience, not just the bag, right? So, you know, when they're packing up the item, they're not just shoving it in a shopping, plastic shopping bag. It's carefully wrapped. There's like a beautiful box in there. There's a ribbon on it. That's why you've got all these unboxing videos, because the packaging itself is sometimes more beautiful than many of the bags.
0: Yeah, and there's a funny story about Louis Vuitton trying to cheapen Gucci's brand. Supposedly, Louis Vuitton kept sending free Gucci bags to deal with celebrities. So remember Snooki from the Jersey yeah, yeah, Shore? Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> so there's a ton of photos of Snooki with different Gucci bags. And one time she got arrested on the beach and there's, right on her arm, there's a Gucci bag hanging on it. <laughs> and that picture went viral.
1: I mean, I guess finally Gucci's having some kind of renaissance with a young demographic right now. But yeah, that's that's hilarious. I mean, imagine like, One paparazzi picture can take down an entire brand. Anyway, to all the bag lovers out there, we've got five tips on how you can fund your next bag. So number one, raise money for it with the one-in-one-out rule. So if you buy something new, you have to first get rid of something old. So since the average person owns nine bags, but probably only uses a few of them regularly, one of the things to consider is maybe selling bags you don't use, and use that to raise funds for a new bag. If it's just sitting there in your closet unused, it's not good to you anyway.
0: Yeah. And while you're at it, go through everything else in your closet and resell what you don't wear. You can go to the local consignment stores where they go through your items and make you an offer on the ones that they think they can resell. So I've done that a couple of times at a few local stores, but my favorite is always reselling on Poshmark. Hmm. So they take 20% cut of your final selling price and the buyer pays for shipping. And all I have to do is print the shipping label and send it It off. It must
1: feel so good to get money back for things you don't use. So tip number two is start saving for it, just like you would save for a vacation. Set aside money for your bag, and this way you're not going to feel guilty about it because you've got a budget. You've got a fun money bag budget. I mean, funny enough, I have a friend who sets aside money for her dream bag, which is a Chanel classic flap, and it took her about two years to save, but when she finally had enough for it, she actually changed her mind, and she's like, actually, you know what? I'm going to use this money to go on vacation and go to Japan
0: instead. Well, that's a great trade-off. And speaking of Japan, the second-hand market for luxury bags is one of the best in the world. And that's because it's illegal to sell fake goods in Japan. I mean, it's illegal to everywhere, but the consequences (laughs) are a lot more severe if you're caught there. So tip number three is check out the resale market. You don't have to go all the way to Japan. There are reputable Japanese online stores that post on eBay with over 10,000 positive reviews. So check out Brandoff, Brandstreet.Tokyo, or Next Innovation. And the sites you mentioned actually have really good return
1: policies. So the bag arrives and if it doesn't live up to your expectations or you change your mind I mean you can just return it and there's also local designer consignment stores that can check out like VSP designer exchange fashionably yours in Toronto they've got great variety
0: and you can actually go check out the bag in person that's right so tip number four save on tax when traveling since many luxury brands don't go on sale the only way to save if you're buying it new from the store is to save on tax so one way people have done this is when they go on vacation abroad and they get a tax Refund for shopping. You'll see the global refund program signs. And I have a few friends that have benefited from this when they were in Europe. And many luxury brands now have outlets. So Gucci, Prada, Yves Saint Laurent, Chloe, Burberry. Yeah, it's a great tip. Okay, so tip number five good
1: dupes. Okay, so this may not be the most popular tip because the goal is to save money on your dream bag. In this case, you're not getting that specific bag, but what you're doing is you're buying a dupe. And it's not a counterfeit bag. What it means is a bag that looks and feels similar to your dream bag that just might be less expensive. So maybe it's the shape of the bag that you really love and not the brand. So you can go to a site like dense.com or Farfetch where they sell multiple designer brands at the same spot and you can easily see the price range of similar types of bags.
0: Oh, yeah. So I've done that and have discovered new brands that are high quality, equally fashionable, and without the luxury designer price tag. Yeah,
1: and well, after this discussion, I've got a question for you. So if you were given $10,000 to invest either in the S&P 500 or gold or one brand new Birkin bag, actually, you probably afford like a fraction <laughs> of a Birkin
0: bag, what would you do? <laughs> well, historical data says buy the Birkin. But I'm going to have to go with the S&P here. I, I like diversification. Wow. I'm investing for the long term and who knows what if some luxury brand decides to send free Birkins to other D-list celebrities and it ends up being part of a scandal true true, true. so there's no guarantee the Birkin price will keep appreciating what about you what would you do with 10000
1: so I actually think after this discussion I don't I mean $10,000 it's funny like I'm historically always tempted to buy gold just because you're like safe asset. But I'm tempted now after this discussion to buy a Birkin bag. Obviously $10,000 won't cut it but if you could just invest in something like that that is strategically constrained from a supply perspective and you know is going to go up in price. It's interesting inflation-linked diversification that maybe the S&P doesn't offer. Maybe they should have an ETF on luxury bags now. I'd love I'd love to see that happen.
0: I think you should get the Birkin too. I can't wait to borrow it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no well, no one can use it.
0: <laughs> well, thank you again to Natasha for suggesting this topic. We hope you enjoyed it and please share it with a friend. And if there's any other topics you want to discuss contact us on
1: our Instagram account, Make It Shine Money, and let us know. Please subscribe and don't forget to make it shine. Any views or opinions represented in this podcast are personal and belong solely to the podcast creators and do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the owner may or may not be associated with in professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated.